0: Good morning, evening, afternoon, whenever you're listening to this Brujas, and welcome back to another episode of Cold Brew for the Brujas. As usual, it's your girl Moki, the Pastel Bruja, aiding you on your spiritual journey. One Pastel post, podcast, YouTube video, however I can get it to you at a time. So welcome back. Welcome if you are new, but most importantly, welcome to Podtober Day 7. That's right. We are a week into Podtober, and we have seven days of podcasts including today up ready and for y'all to listen and i'm so happy i'm so proud i'm so excited to continue this spooky vibes with y'all so today we are getting back into the spookiness i know i mentioned in the last episode that we were going to do spooky stories but i will and we will but we'll do that tomorrow i wanted to talk about something else first because it's it's to me it's a little more important than the spooky stories and today we're talking about halloween divination tools tools that we can use to unveil the mysteries that are halloween so we will do our spooky stories tomorrow, but I want to talk about this with y'all today. So grab your tea, grab your coffee, your iced coffee, your hot cocoa, your sweet tea, your pumpkin spice lattes, your, your iced chives, your, your matches, your oat crisp apple, whatever it is you're sipping on this morning, evening, or afternoon. I hope it's as delicious as this podcast episode and vice versa. And let's jump right into it. Alrighty, Brujas. So... Like I said, today we are diving into the fascinating world of divination tools associated with Halloween. These magical instruments have been used for centuries to unveil the hidden mysteries of the season. We're going to talk about some common ones, some like not so common ones, but we're starting off with Halloween and its thinning veils. And its heightened energies is the perfect time to explore divination tools that can help us tap into the supernatural. Let's begin with the captivating Black Mirror. Now, a lot of us may have heard Black Mirrors. We may have heard about, seen or heard about the show Black Mirror. We might have used, heard the name before but not really know what it was, me included. I didn't know what a Black Mirror was until I researched for this episode and it's basically a slab of obsidian so if you have a slab of obsidian or if you have a piece of obsidian that is reflective we all know that well if we work with obsidian or have seen obsidian we know that it has a glassy kind of look to it but because it's such a deep black you can get a reflection in it as well so It's more than just a reflective surface. It's known for being a portal to other realms, and when gazing into a black mirror, you may receive visions, insights, or even messages from the spirit world. So I know that obsidian is a crystal that is used a lot during the season. We actually spoke about it on our Crystals for Halloween episode, but it's also not only is it great for protecting energy and what we spoke about in that episode if you missed that episode go give that a listen it's also great for connecting with the other side and i know that like i said if we're the type of people that can tap us into that want to tap into the supernatural me personally i don't i enjoy watching it i don't think i want to participate in it um but if that's something that you are called to work with or you feel strongly to work around Definitely, you know give a black mirror a try and be safe, do your research, look into it more um and the only reason why I'm specifying to say that today is because I don't work with black mirrors and I don't want anyone to go doing anything uh you know that I don't know the you know the the real deal of, so do your research and look into it, and then you know explore. So we have next The Crystal Ball. Hold on, let me take a sip of my ma-cha-cha. right, The Crystal Ball is probably the most timeless classic. It is what we've seen witches, oracles, mediums, in movies used forever and I'm honestly um I get a little bit jealous because it's always a crystal ball, it's never a deck of tarot cards like very rarely do you watch a movie and they go to an oracle and then she pulls out a tarot deck and whenever I do I literally lose my fucking mind because it's not every day you get to see it but going back to the crystal ball this goes back into crystal, crystal gazing, which is known as scrying. And it involves, uh, gazing into the depths of a crystal ball to receive images, symbols, messages, intuitive impressions. And just basically, it's enough. It's kind of similar to tarot in the fact that you are getting messages from. You know the same you know how i always say when i do a tarot reading don't shoot the messenger i'm just relaying the message it's the same thing with a crystal ball these are messages that are coming from outside of yourself outside of the person that's that's doing the scrying process and it also allows you to connect with your inner wisdom and the energies of halloween and i know you're probably like monet how well the real energy why did i say monet that was weird uh um, okay, how listen halloween energy we're going to be talking about this for the rest of the month is the veil, the veil thinning being able to communicate with our ancestors and, pe- and people who have passed on the other side and just in tapping into that magic that mysticism that is around halloween so when we're talking about crystal uh, gra- gazing or scrying this taps into that wholeheartedly and as i said it taps into your inner wisdom because a lot of times even with tarot when we're doing things that have to do with receiving messages or interpreting messages that are coming to us it's all about our inner self right because even though we might be reading for someone else we might be doing this for someone else it it requires us to tap into our inner wisdom so if that is something that you are looking to do either during this Halloween season or just as we uh as we end the year I highly recommend maybe crystal gazing Tapping into your tarot decks. There's tons of episodes that you listen to on tarot here, but this is just a good time for tapping into your inner wisdom. Moving on is a, another one that kind of goes hand in hand, it's basically the combination of a black mirror and a crystal ball in one and it's called a scrying mirror. These mirrors are often framed in black and can even reveal glimpses of the past, present or future. The process involves softening your gaze and your focus and allowing the mirror to become a doorway to insights and revelations. So instead of really focusing and looking at the mirror because obviously when you do that you're going to see yourself or whatever is reflected in it, kind of softening your gaze, your focus and kind of just allowing whatever you see to come to you and give you messages in a different way. Now I know that this falls under the category of juju wuju for a lot of people and it seems a little bit unrealistic but it's similar in a sense like when I tell y'all to look at the art in the tarot because let's just say we're standing, the day we decide to do this, we're standing in our living room and we have this scribe mirror but and our focus is not hard, we're kind of just chilling. And we start to notice shit in the living room that we haven't noticed in a while, whether it be that pile of dust under the coffee table or that smudge on the window or that random blue streak that is over in the corner, pay attention to these things because there's a reason why you're noticing it in this moment and if that kind of to me takes away kind of the woo joo hoo and I know I probably say this a different way every time but I know a lot of people hear things that sound a little woo-woo and tune out but think about it more as paying attention to things that that you're not paying attention that you're not usually paying attention to especially when you're looking in the mirror mirrors have so much magic behind it i could do a whole episode on mirrors if you want me to do that we could do that but um sc- yeah working with the scrying mirror is another great way to tap into that inner wisdom as well now, you might all be wondering how you can use these mystical tools in your own Halloween rituals. So I'm going to share some simple steps to get you started. And like I said, I don't really work with black mirrors. But when working with the black mirror, it is recommended that you find a quiet, dimly lit space. Relax, breathe deeply, and allow your mind to wander. This is not like meditation where we're kind of trying not to think about anything. A lot of times when we're meditating, we're kind of not we're not judging the thoughts. We're not like why the hell am I thinking about that? We're not going through that, but we're kind of just like, okay, this came to my brain. Let's just push it off to the side as if that thought is a leaf on a stream. We're like, all right, we're just going to push it over and let it continue on its path. But this more so is just to let your mind think about those things. Let these thoughts come to you. Think about like, you know, just don't be as strict as you are with meditation. And I know meditation isn't necessarily strict, but we are trying to stop ourselves from thinking most times, right? Like we're trying to push out thoughts and just have a moment of peace. Whereas with we're, when we're working with the black mirror, we're trying to allow these thoughts to come. Because that's what's going to give us these messages, these images, these impressions, these thoughts that we pop into our head, these situations that we remember, these are all important. And I feel like a lot of people, even in meditation, when these things pop up, they're just like, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be experiencing a, you know... uh, outer body experience i'm not supposed to be thinking about my fifth birthday when someone blew my birthday candles well why are you thinking about that why did that pop up in that moment what specifically do you remember about that moment when it popped into your head what's the deal right that's basically what is happening here is just allowing these things to pop into your head and to i re- it's recommended and i recommend because i even recommend this for journal i mean for tarot and all the dreams and things like that but Get a journal, keep it nearby to record your experiences, your interpretations, what comes to you, what pops into your head, and re go back and look at that. Because that is a way to kind of, because it's not only is it a way to kind of keep track, but it's also a great way to remember like, okay, I remember I thought about this a while ago. Let me go back and see what that meant for me before. Oh, I remember this popped up a couple days ago. Let me see what was happening then. It's just a simple way to record things, and I think that's so important when you're doing we're on your spirituality journey because you're diving into things, you're tapping into things that probably haven't been brought up in a while, and it's hard to keep track of. So I, I recommend journaling regardless of what you're doing. Moving on to crystal balls. Uh, cleanse it is probably the key thing. I own a crystal ball but I don't have it here Um, my grandma when I was very young she had a crystal ball and she told me that when she passed away it was mine and I was like okay cool I never want this fucking ball then but unfortunately my grandma passed away last year which means that the crystal ball is mine and it's sitting in her closet in New York because it's just been such a process to get into that closet and get it but uh, I have worked with it before with her, but it's highly recommend that you cleanse it with sage or the moonlight. Those are the probably. I'm gonna say I don't wanna. Knock, I'm not gonna knock anyone else's method, but those are like the top tier ways to cleanse a crystal ball because crystal balls are usually made out of clear quartz. Um, they tend to attract in what's the word energy. T- I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but energy tends to stick to them and cleansing it with something like sage that is just a clean clean slate cleanser or moonlight which is just pure energy I highly recommend because a lot of times people don't realize like we're cleansing with water where has that water come from what's the energy like what does it travel through you know like things like that obviously it's okay to cleanse with water as long as the crystal is okay to be put in water water sage moonlight but these are just my top ways of sage and moonlight. I think that the energy between them resonates so highly with the crystal ball and what it's supposed to do. It's just my vibe, my thing. It's a great way to move remove any lingering energies, whether it be from, like I said, just being attached to it because it's a cl- it's a clear quartz or because of or from what you did it with it last time. So top once you cleanse it you want to place it on a table and sit comfortably in front of it it doesn't have to be a table it could be on the floor i feel like we constantly see in um movies there's like a huge ornate wooden table and everyone's sitting around it and it's a huge deal but it could really just be you and your crystal ball on the floor in a comfortable position wherever you're most comfortable is probably where you're going to get the best results so soften your gaze and allow your mind to drift again Once again, this is not like meditation. We want these thoughts to come to us. We want these messages. We want these symbols. We want all of that. And remember, once again, this is a good time to have a journal or simply a piece of paper or if you're a digital girl, your iPad, your phone and just uh, write down, take note of any symbols, visions, words memories that pop into your head and just trust your intuition to decipher their meaning meaning that's the other thing a lot of times when we get messages from black mirrors crystal balls scrying mirrors things like that uh we tend to go online and google what does this mean which is not a problem but i you guys know if you've been listening to the podcast forever i advocate for trusting your intuition fuck a guidebook trust your gut that's my method of fuck a guidebook trust your thought and that's honestly how i learned tarot and that's what because it also will boost your uh confidence in yourself like i remember when i first started reading and i would do like no guidebook and then it would it would one not only resonate with me or my client oh but it would be the meaning in the guidebook also like i'd be like i'm really feeling like this nurturing energy from the empress and then you go look at it and it's nurturing energy so don't doubt yourself and trust your intuition to decipher the meanings and the last one we have here is the scrying mirror cleanse it the same way that you would cleanse the other ones and make sure you set intention for your session that is the key probably for all of them as well but this one for sure you want to set the intention what is it that you're trying to see what messages are you trying to uh receive right like are we trying to focus on our career on our relationship on ourselves? set the intention for the session and uh dim lights for all of these dim lights are always great because it's All three of these require you to soften your focus, and the dimmer the lights, the easier that is. It's harder to focus on things when we can't see them as much. So, this is not just for the spooky ambiance, this is also to help with that as well. And once again, just it's also recommended to position a candle directly behind the mirror. So, if you're going to be standing in one place, make sure that you put them a candle. Behind you where you can see it in the mirror, um, allowing the soft glow to illuminate the surface for you, right? Because if we're in someplace that's dim, that's dark, that's going to be reflected in the mirror. So if we have some sort of dim light or candles, it helps illuminate it more. And gaze into the mirror, staying open to any insights and messages that emerge. And that's probably the most important part of these is just to stay open, be real, and... Whenever something feels uncomfortable to you or you're ready to stop, stop. I feel like a lot of times we see people working with spooky objects, spooky things like these and things start to go awry or they start receiving messages that they're not ready for or things start coming through that they weren't prepared for and they keep going. No, whenever something feels uncomfortable, feels scary, feels like I don't want to do this anymore, you stop, you Think whoever you're working with, whatever, God, the universe, the sun, whoever it is for you, and you move on. Because I feel like a lot of times we're like, well, just push past this and we start getting into stuff that we don't want to deal with. And like I said, my goal here is never to scare y'all. But when we're working with things with Supernatural, especially during this time of year, it is very important to talk about things coming through that we do not want. And it's not always thoughts, messages, memories. It can be entities. It can be things like that. So protect yourself. And I highly recommend wearing protective crystals. I've been wearing my evil eye necklace. I always do. But making sure I have it on at all times during the season is important, especially with this spooky season being the spookiest that we've had Uh We're having an eclipse a Friday the 13th it's just a lot going on so protect yourself and stay safe when you're trying these things out um we will be doing a Friday the 13th episode just to let you know I really wanted to try to get a tattoo this Friday the 13th but I don't think I'm gonna be able to because (laughs) I'm gonna be at comic-con so uh yeah I don't know how that's gonna work but um definitely do that celebrate that kind of went on a tangent because I thought about that but yes remember this The key to successful divination is practice and trust in your intuition, and these tools are like doorways of the unknown, and Halloween offers a unique opportunity to explore their potential. So whether you're seeking answers to burning questions or simply wish to connect with the energy of the season, energies of the season, these divination tools can be your guides on this enchanting journey. And as we wrap up today's episode, I encourage you to embrace the magic of Halloween and embark on your own divination adventures, whether it be... Diving into those tarot cards, that oracle deck, grabbing a crystal ball, working with a black mirror or a scrying mirror, whatever feels comfortable to you. And this is the perfect season to either get back into it or get into it, um, (laughs) if you haven't already. So share your experiences and your insights with us through your comments on all of our social media channels, on all of our, on all the social media channels, here on the podcast, you can send a voice memo, answer the Q&A, you can send me a comment on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, well not Twitter, I don't be on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, threads, TikTok, I'll see it, we'll talk about it, right? And I really think that we would love to hear from your, our magical community, to hear your experience with these witchy, spooky, Halloweeny tools. So let me know what y'all think of this episode. Let me know if you will give any of these a try. And thank you for joining me on this exploration of Halloween divination tools. Until tomorrow, may your visions be clear, your intuition be strong, and your connection with the mystical be unwavering. But most importantly, as usual, stay beautiful, keep shining, and I will see y'all next time. Bye!